Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, welcome back to Philly Sports with Giovanni. Today I have on Connor. What's up? What's up, man? You know, that was quite the introduction right there. I wasn't ready for it, but uh, <laughs> great to be on, great to produce your show. As always, and uh, I'm glad to have you back on the podcast atmosphere, man. I know you guys have been moving from Philadelphia to Indianapolis, so you got to take some time and focus on that. But glad to have you back on the microphone, man. I know it's been a while, but uh, I could not uh, want to come back and podcast with someone else. That's what I love to hear, baby. That's what <laughs> I love to hear. But uh, I mean, you do have you know some big plans for your podcast coming up. Um, you want to. Talk to people about them real quick, or do you want to save some surprise? So, we're going to make my podcast um, an all-NFL podcast. So, with that, we have to change the name of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not going to be Philly Sports with Giovanni. Um, You guys are going to see what it's going to be on my Twitter at a later date. It's going to be big stuff coming. Big stuff, and then I mean, you have some guests lined up too. I mean, you yeah. were working, you were working behind the scenes, that's for sure. Uh, during this move and getting the podcast ready, you weren't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, man, I'm ready to talk football with you, though. Get into this new era of Giovanni's podcasting. No longer are we just associating with just the Eagles or just the Colts or just anybody else. You're talking about the whole entire NFL. I'm excited, man. Let's let's get this thing pumped and rolling. I can't wait to hear it. This episode is a special Super Bowl episode, um, and it is the four-year anniversary of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. So I don't know how it could be any better. Oh, oh! I mean, I had to put on this. As you can see, I had to put on this hat here real quick because we're doing this episode on the anniversary of the Eagles Super Bowl. I mean, I was in Center City uh, when the Super Bowl happened. I was watching my friends right at, right in smack dab of the city. And, uh, man, after the game was over, we all rushed to Broad Street because that's where everybody <laughs> w- was. Uh, watching people climb up the light poles, climb up the stop signs, climb up the the traffic sign. I mean, was, yeah, the traffic signs and all this stuff. And, I mean, people on top of buildings just, like, yelling and screaming. I'm like, this is, like, heaven. This yeah. is what heaven's supposed to look like. This is, like, when you're entering heaven – this is how you're supposed to celebrate it. Like yeah. how everybody in Philadelphia was celebrating the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, uh, we need another one. Yeah, we need another one. I think that Jalen Hurts is going to bring it in the next few years, if Ooh. not next year, the year after. Um, it's a spicy but, take. Oh, yeah. Hot it's takes here. Coming back with some hot takes. Um so Bengals beat the Chiefs. Uh, I went into it thinking that they were going to beat the Chiefs. Um, mm. I I was rooting for my guy Travis Kelsey, but Joe Burrow is just too swagged out. You can't stop that man. Um, he's a he's a great quarterback, and him and Jamar Chase are just 
a dynamic duo. I think they're going to be dangerous in the Super Bowl. Um, and the Rams beat the Niners. I was mm-hmm. not surprised when that happened. <laughs> I was a little surprised. I was um, not surprised. On paper, the Rams are a better team, obviously, on paper. But the Rams struggled mightily with the 49ers, and the huge reason of that being is Kyle Shanahan is Sean McVay's father. He created Sean McVay. He is the reason why Sean McVay is in the position he's in. And that's usually what happens when you go against your predecessor. You usually lose or you, you struggle uh, because he knows your every move. He's the one who taught you how to do everything. So that's why I thought, you know, I, on paper, obviously, the Rams were a better team. But that doesn't mean anything in the NFL. I mean, look at the parody in this league. Geo, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Like Many thought the Chiefs were going to win that game. And the Bengals came out and wanted, I mean, came back and wanted too. It wasn't even that they just wanted. They came back from a, a pretty strong lead that the Chiefs had and they beat them. Uh, for some reason, that's the Cinderella story this year is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Rams are going to be a tough, tough opponent. Uh, I mean, they have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey on defense. That alone makes you one of the top five defenses in the NFL for just having those three players. Uh, but they also have some other players on defense as well, Leonard Floyd and among others. But their offense, I mean, Stafford, OBJ, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Tyler Higby, their offensive line is pretty stout. And then Matt Stafford's having an out of, out of the season world. I mean, he's playing at the level of Matt Stafford we've always grown to love. It's just he was on a horrible team with the Lions. And if anything, his, his uh, success this year shows you that this is a team sport. You can have that quarterback who does all the fancy stuff, who gives up the, the great stats, and you know that looks great. But if that whole entire team isn't playing on his level, they're not going to go anywhere. And that was whole entire Matt Stafford's career with Detroit. He went to Los Angeles, and he he's been doing the same exact things that he's been doing that he was doing in Detroit. Um, his arm is incredible, accuracy is incredible. One of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. Uh, but on the other side, the Bengals, I mean, Joe Burrow is a natural-born winner. Yeah. That's important to me. You know, When it comes to the quarterback position, you can be Kirk Cousins and have a ton of talent and throw 30-something touchdowns a season. But if you're not a winner, you're not going to win. He's not a winner. That's the reason why the Vikings keep struggling. You know, some may say it about Carson now, but I'm not going to get into that with you on the podcast. But there's some <laughs> other quarterbacks out there in the NFL that will put up the stats, look good, look the part, but will never get to the point that Joe Burrow's already gotten to in his second year in the league, and that's because he's a natural-born winner. Gio, if he wins the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow is the first player ever to win the national championship, the Heisman Trophy winner, and the Super Bowl. Ever. And he's in his second year. Incredible. And he's coming back from a crazy injury. Crazy injury. I mean, the craziest thing about that injury is the Bengals did nothing to help protect that injury. And what I mean by that is improve the offensive line. He gets battered. He had nine sacks against the Titans. You know, everybody's talking about the Bengals had such an easy road to the, the Super Bowl. They've had the easiest road, blah, blah, blah. No, they have not. They went against the number one seed, the Titans, who, again, I think, yes, I, I understand where people are going with this on paper. The Chiefs are better. The Bills are better. But the Titans were the number one seed, and they were at home in Tennessee, 
and they sacked Joe Burrow nine times. Nine. That's a freaking lot in one game. And he still won. He still did what he had to do to put his team to win. And again, that Chiefs comeback was incredible. Uh, I got the Bengals in the Super Bowl, man, because you can't knock fate. You can you can have a stacked roster like the Rams. You could be great on paper and everything, but you can't stop fate. And that's what Joe Burrow seasons right now. This is fate. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I uh, I I think good a good game is an understatement for this Super Bowl. It's gonna be a a great performance all uh, overall. Even with the halftime show, I I'm so excited for the halftime show. Finally, um, a good one. Yeah, I know. Um, but next month, you guys are definitely going to see me rocking a Joe Burrow Super Bowl patch jersey. That's super, have you seen the Super Bowl patch this year? No, I haven't. It's clean. It's very clean. It's very clean looking. You got to look it up when we're done this plot. It, it, it's, it looks good. They finally went back to like their old school tradition of making nice Super Bowl symbols, but they put a modern twist on it like they do now with the symbol and it just looks fantastic. They did a great job. The Bengals are wearing all black too. I mean, I, I think they're wearing white pants, but they're wearing their black jersey. Wow. Yeah, that's gonna look great. And then the Rams are wearing their white jerseys with yellow yeah. pants. And and the Rams are at home. This is yeah, crazy. This is, yeah, this that game is. is gonna be crazy. Super Bowl's being played at home again. I mean, that's for the home team again. I uh, I uh, you know. That's going to be an advantage for sure, but the Rams don't have many fans in L.A. Did you see that NFC Championship game? Yeah. There's mostly Niners fans out there. Yeah. I know you know everybody's mocking the Rams for it and making fun of the Rams for it, but the Rams just moved to L.A. I mean, they were the St. Louis Rams for the longest time. It wasn't like they were going to you know, show up and then just automatically have their <laughs> fan base follow them from all the way from St. Louis. Like yeah. The 49ers been there. That's California's their, their spot. That's the 49er town. So... There's definitely going to be a lot more Rams fans now than there was this past week, but uh, I'm telling you, man, first of all, as Eagles fans, we root for the underdog. We want to see you get that first ring, just like we did. We, I want to see Cincinnati, Ohio burn to the ground the way Philadelphia did over the <laughs> yeah. excitement yeah. of winning a championship. And if it's not going to happen this year, if they do end up losing this year to the Rams, it's going to happen soon. For sure. That team is constructed the way to, to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Their head coach, Zach Taylor, I started off the show saying, usually you lose the predecessor. Zach Taylor, you know, he is from Sean McVay. He coached on the Rams, was the quarterback coach for the Rams a couple years back. If anybody's going to know Zach Taylor's move and in an, uh, every single move, it's going to be Sean McVay. So that's, that is going to be tough. That's going to be the toughest thing of the Super Bowl to overcome is the Bengals already going up against a coach that knows everything that their coach does. Um, that's only gonna, that's really the only thing I see holding the Bengals back. And obviously their offensive line is going to get decimated by Von Miller and Andrew, oh, excuse me, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd too. Leonard Floyd's a good player that everybody likes to forget about. But uh, I mean, Jamar Chase, man, like you said, who's Jalen Ramsey's great and all, but when you get the ball in Jamal and uh, Jamar Chase's hands, he's, he's going to break a tackle and he's going to get a bunch of yak. So it's, it's really going to be tough. To I actually think, if not Burrow being the Super Bowl MVP, it will it will be Jamar Chase. Yeah. If uh, when was it? It was it was in the season somewhere. Joe Burrow was in a press conference. He says he he said uh, sometimes it's just like screw it, down there somewhere. 
Exactly. And it's so true because, I mean, I go back to that touchdown in the back of the end zone versus the Chiefs this past weekend. And the corner, uh, Fenton, was all over Chase, like a blanket. And Burrow says, screw it, I'm tossing this up anyways. I'm going to throw it to my guy. I'm going to make my guy make the play. And, you know, Jamar Chase obviously made the play. He made a touchdown. It was incredible. I can't believe he caught it. The guy was flankering him. You could have called P.I. It was that bad. But, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's great and all, but Jamar Chase is still going to do his thing. They have some other weapons, too. You know, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd are great wide receivers as well. Joe Mixon. Is having a great year. Uh, it's 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 going to be an exciting game. I don't think it's going to be like the the last time the Rams win the Super Bowl and they only put up three points. I don't think that's going to happen this time around. I think there's going to be an offensive explosion on both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. It's going to be like I said, a great game. If it goes to overtime, like a lot of these oh. games have been going, it's going to be amazing. It. Will go down as the best postseason in NFL history, probably if it, does, it goes that route. If they if this Super Bowl goes into overtime, that's what it's going to be looked at because yeah. the divisional round was incredible. Yeah. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen a divisional round like that ever. Uh, the championship games were stellar as well, but again, the divisional <laughs> round was better. But if they if they top it off with an overtime in the Super Bowl where it can go either way, oh man, oh man, my, what a my favorite game was that that Bills versus Chiefs. Both oh, teams were great. It was just, it was, it was, it was such a good game. It's a shame that God stood in the way of the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen because that coin toss, if they just win that coin toss, we're talking about the Bills in the Bengals versus in the AFC Championship instead of the Chiefs. It, it was and all then, came down that coin toss. And then this past week, uh, Patty got it back. He got, he got the coin toss again. I made one but, of the dumbest throws I've ever seen in his career. I can't believe he chucked that up. To, he did you did you see that? You saw the final play of the game, right? For the yeah. Chiefs, yeah. Tyreek Hill was blanketed by the and Von Bell and Jesse Bates are really really good safeties. You know that's a top five safety deal in the NFL, and he chucks it up to Tyreek Hill, who's blanketed by both of those guys. Like it was going to end in an interception. I don't know why Mahomes threw that pass. I, I still question it. I mean, I know a lot of people blame Andy Reid and the time management and all this stuff, but I mean, Mahomes lost that overtime. They could have easily won if he would have played smart, but he went out and tried to win it all in one in one throw pretty much and tried to hit Tyree Kill downfield for a long pass and it ended up being an interception and the Bengals win. I mean, yeah. That's all Mahomes for me. Yeah. Joe Burrow was just so swaggy in that game. The, the way he just snapped the ball and got it to the middle of the field and just, like, slid down, too. That one uh, third down run that he had that picked up the first down, it was third and nine. Yeah. Uh, he was getting – he takes a snap, immediately feels pressure. Mm-hmm. He dances around. Chris Jones, a great defensive tackle, one of the best in the NFL, is breathing down the guy's neck, getting ready to tackle him. He misses him because Joe Burrow starts getting elusive and starts uh, tiptoeing. Joe Burrow made a picture of that <laughs> and put it on his Instagram. <laughs> and his, I, I believe the caption was, Cartier glasses, you can't see me. <laughs> like, he is... Tom Brady felt the need to retire because Joe Burrow is becoming the face <laughs> of the NFL. Tom Brady... Walked away because he wants to stop stealing the shine from Joe Burrow now. 
That's this guy is going to become the face of the league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone is always Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. It's either going to be Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. Well, it's not. Yeah. Like you said, it's not just Patrick Mahomes anymore. The conversation has to be the future of this league is in Mahomes. It's in Allen's. It's in Burrow's. And it's in um, Justin Herbert, too, as well, because you can't leave out Justin Herbert. The Chargers, again, that's another example of the quarterback doing everything he possibly can, but it's a team sport. The team has to play up to his standards, too, and uh, the Chargers defense obviously did not do that this year. But, I mean, those are all AFC quarterbacks, man. I'm ready for the NFC to start having. I mean, they got. I know we got Dak, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers probably about to leave, and if he leaves, the, the Packers are going to trade him to the AFC. That's going to be a wide-open conference for quarterback play. The NFC because the AFC is stacked. Yeah. Um, Who wins the Super Bowl though? Let's see the prediction. Um, I I'm thinking Bengals. Bengals. I'm thinking forty three to like twenty seven. Oh my god! If the Rams <laughs> give up forty three points, they're never gonna. I mean, that their defensive coordinator right now, Raheem Morris, is up. For I mean, I don't think he's going to get a job because all these jobs are starting to wind down, but he was up for the Minnesota Vikings job. Uh, he's not going to get it now. It's Kevin O'Connell's going to get it. But uh, if he, if his unit gets up 43 points in the Super Bowl, he's probably not going to get an interview next year like he did this year. That's going to be tough. They have a really good defense. If they get 43 points to the Bengals, that's going to be tough. I got, I got the Bengals winning 38 to 35, though. And I, I, that's a lot of points, too. <laughs> so I... Uh, uh, the reason why I think there is going to be a lot of points scored is because look at the weapons on both sides. Look at the way the quarterbacks are playing on both sides. I mean, MVP level play from both quarterbacks. Uh, great, great, great weapons. It should be an offensive explosion on both sides of the ball. I'm excited. I got 38 to 35 Bengals. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady retired. He is at, at, a lot of Eagles fans don't like to admit it, but he he's is the goat. He's the goat. He's he's, he's the, goat. the the best quarterback to ever play, and he retired. He's with his family. Do you think he's coming out of retirement? No, I think when Tom Brady says he's going to do something, he does it, and that's it. You can't tell him otherwise. So no, I don't think he's going to come out of retirement. I think he's going to have that itch. Of course, but they all do. Um, because you know when Peyton Manning and Brett Favre retired, they were broken. They could not put a good product on the field anymore. They had to retire. Tom Brady, on the other hand, and Drew Brees, Drew Brees in that conversation as well. Drew Brees had to retire too. He was broken. Tom Brady, on the other hand, is not broken. He could play till he's forty-five if he wanted to. That's the thing. It sounds like he doesn't want to anymore. And like I just said earlier, I mean, stop stealing Joe Burrow's thunder. Get out of here. I'm saying, but the Michael Jordan of the NFL has left the building, and that's going to be a huge, colossal uh, change for this league. The branding of this league was Tom Brady, you know, the Super Bowl, that game was Tom Brady's game. Um, the impact he has on it, I mean, not only that, the game absolutely sucked. The Eagles versus Buccaneers game in the playoffs absolutely sucked. Hated being there. Bucks fans laughing in my face, pointing fingers. Team came out completely unprepared. It looked like they didn't want to play at all. 
But man, I'm lucky I went because I got to see Tom Brady's last playoff win in person. Um, that's special. Just to say that out loud, that's special. But man, Super Bowl 52 was nice. Finally, because yeah, I was I was like a year younger than two, maybe two years younger than you. I think it was a year younger, but when the Eagles lost Super Bowl to the Patriots, and that ruined my childhood. And because that was it, that was the Eagles team, man. Like that, I, I I had so much faith. And again, I was I wasn't one of the I was a kid, man. I was I was just idolizing those guys from afar. I didn't care about the stats. I didn't care about the film. I didn't care about watching all that stuff yet writing about it, anything like that. I just cared about watching and the Eagles winning. I had such a strong passion for Donovan McNabb. And he was my idol. I looked up to him like crazy. I mean, and then T.O. I mean, uh, when they got T.O., I was ecstatic. I, I was like, finally, like, this is it. Because we've watched crappy wide receiver play year in and year out. Now we added the third best wide receiver of all time. And he played the part when he was on the field for the Eagles. So I was like, this is it. Like, this, how do you not win with this team? And then and they don't. Dad throws up on the field. A lot of people say chokes. I would hurt. I'd have to agree. Um, but man, you know what really helped? If we don't win Super Bowl Fifty Two, we always lose Tom Brady. I would hate him. I would hate him. That's the guy who stopped the Eagles from having their first ring. I would. Not, I would not say all these nice things about him. I would. I would. Yes, I'd say he's the goat because obviously he is. But man, I would hate him. But thank God. Thank. God for Super Bowl 52. It fixed my childhood. It gave us hope that this Eagles team is going to be, I mean, even, even if they aren't the way that they are back then, they are now, they have the guys in place who understand how to get back there at least. But he just gave me so much hope. It just gave so much hope to everybody. And, you know, getting that revenge against Tom Brady was just what we needed before he retired. So thank God all that took place. Um, but he, but he is the goat. He is the greatest of all time. Like I said, he's Michael Jordan leaving the game. Um, it's the NFL is gonna be so different and weird without him. I can't imagine this time of the year next year, uh, no Tom Brady in it. You know, it's just gonna be crazy, man. But hats off to him. He's not coming back. Yeah, Tom Brady's the goat. Um, I don't think he's coming back. I think he's gonna stay in retirement with his kids. Um, I, I think that if he does come back, I don't think he's going with New England. No, they have Mac Jones. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, if he comes back, depends what the, it really depends what the Buccaneers do at quarterback this all season now. I mean, your boy Carson Wentz has higher odds to play for them than he does the Colts. Which is just crazy for me that the betting world is thinking already that the Colts are going to get rid of Carson. I mean, I, I we'll see, but can you imagine Carson Wentz in that offense? I could. Yeah. Bruce Arians likes you know vertical passing concepts, which what I mean by that is he likes to throw the ball deep. So does Carson. Carson loves being that gunslinger. Yeah. I know. I know he's both Frank Reich, the guy that uh everybody said that was supposed to fix everything and you know get it, get the ship back on back and rolling, but. Sometimes you need to go get out of your comfort zone in order to improve. Um, I, I I hate to say it to you, bud, because I know you got Colts fans listening that love you, and I know that you're dedicated to Carson once and the Colts now, but I don't think Carson's going to work in Indy. I don't. I don't think it's going to work. I think he needs to get out of his comfort zone, 
and adapt to tough coaching. And if if there is a team out there that I actually think can fix this and can get because again Carson played well last year, not for the whole entire season, but he played well enough for sure to be a, he's the starting quarterback in this league. We all know that. But if there's a, there is a coach out there that will fix him and that will make him adhere to tough coaching, it's Bruce Arians for sure. It's Bruce Arians. Um, and that Buccaneers team set up well for Carson. So uh, I, I don't think it's set in stone that Carson returns to the Colts this offseason. I think once the combine rolls around, there's going to be some conversations taking place and the, gauge the value of, hey, do you want to actually keep that guy? Because you made some comments at the end of the season. So it kind of says otherwise. I just um, hope that he doesn't get stuck in another quarterback controversy. I mean, if he says it as the with the Colts, I know I like how the podcast is turning to this. But if he, if Carson stays with the Colts this year, they have Sam Ellinger. They like Sam Ellinger. They got him from Texas uh, in the draft. I think he was a six round pick. It'd be tough sell for them to draft another quarter. I know again, six round pick doesn't mean anything, but it'd be a tough sell for them to draft another quarterback because you keep adding these young quarterbacks to this room. I mean, the year the year prior, they drafted Jacob Eason in the fourth round. So I mean you keep you keep drafting these these mid round quarterback prospects and you keep producing the same results. So I I don't I don't think that's what the Colts are gonna do, theoretically speaking, but unless they get blown away from one of these first round, but they can't, they don't have a first round pick. So they're not gonna draft the quarterback. I don't think he's gonna get in that controversy there with them. I just think if anything, they might say, Hey, we tried. I don't think this is gonna work out. Let's put you in a different situation while we go a different route. That's the only thing I see happening. If not, then he's back with the Colts and he's going to be their starting quarterback. There's not going to be somebody that he has to look over his shoulder to because they like Sam Ellinger a lot. So I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think that he's, he's going to stay. Um, I hope he does. Um, they invested a lot in him. They yeah. traded a first round pick, third round pick, and they're taking on that contract. There's a lot invested in him. Um, but I have one more question for you, and then we're gonna hop off the podcast and go play Warzone. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Um, what do you think that the Eagles' record will be next season? It's very early prediction. They got a whole off season to go, and uh, they got to improve the team big time because you know nine nine and eight was good enough to get you in the playoffs. Probably won't be next year. It was oh. better than last year, though. We oh, no, no, no. I'm, we no said, don't get me wrong. I'm happy. We, we said in the offseason last year that we just wanted to see improvement. No, they no, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. Lot. Yeah. Um, I, I had them winning seven games this year, so they did better than I even expected. Yeah. Um, But, you know, They gotta win at least ten games to get back in the playoffs again. They have to win at least ten games this year, and if, in order to do that, they have to agree the pass rush. I know everybody talks about quarterback; they talk about wide receiver immediately, but the first thing that should be coming out of everybody's mouth is their pass rush. They were thirty-first in sacks. If Brandon Graham returns, I mean, excuse me, he is going to return. But if, but to say if he didn't get injured last year, he probably makes up seven or eight more sacks. That's still not enough. They need to get the pass rush down pat. They need to be able to put threat. You know, 
I think that's the one thing about Jonathan because I don't know if Jonathan Gannon's going to say or not, Gio. It's up to the Houston Texans and whatever they decide to do. Either they go Josh McCown or him. But if they do bring back Jonathan Gannon and they do stick stick by his scheme, they're not going to win with his scheme unless the pass rush improves and they have some linebackers. Because this scheme is so dependent on what your linebackers can do in space. And other than TJ Edwards, they just don't have it. You know, TJ Edwards really stepped up and looked really great last year. But um, even that, you can't fully hang your hat on him. They just need linebackers, man. I know we love Alex Singleton, but uh, they just need better linebackers for this scheme if they they really want to improve on defense. Because that's where I'm looking at now. I think the offense will be better next year no matter what. And then Jalen Hurts will take, if it is Jalen Hurts, I believe it will be Jalen Hurts. But I do think he will take a step up in his game, in, in improvement-wise. Because, I mean, as you saw towards the end of the season, the typical plays where he would bail out of the, a clean pocket and run, he was throwing those passes. He was letting the receivers get open. He was taking his time, and he was going through his progressions a little bit better. So I, I expect, as we saw that improvement happen during the season, I expect him to be a different quarterback next year, for sure. I expect him to be more improved. If he's not, he's going to get replaced. That's just the facts. But I'm not too concerned on offense yet. I think they can, you know, I think they can bring in a wide receiver and a running back this offseason that will keep the offense afloat of where it's where it's heading. It's really the defense. I'm really worried about the defense. I, you know, Steven Nelson's a free agent. He held it down for cornerback two. He wasn't the best for sure, but he gave the Eagles the best cornerback two play they've had in years. Uh, he's a free agent. They're probably going to replace him. Probably going to do so in the draft, I would assume. Uh, safeties. They don't have any starting safeties on. I mean, the only safeties under contract right now are Marcus Epps and Kayvon Wallace. Rodney Cloud and Anthony Harris are free agents. I don't know if they're going to bring them back. They're going to have to improve that safety play. The safety play is going to have to improve. I know Marcus Epps. I just actually wrote about him for SI. He he was very underrated for the Eagles last year. Might actually be the solution to one of those problems. But they're going to need another safety. That's for sure. And they're probably going to do so in free agency. But uh, just to answer your question I, I i think if the eagles improve the defense the way i'm saying so they bring in that one linebacker they bring in that one safety they bring in an edge rusher in this draft that can complement what josh Sweat and brandon graham uh produce they, there's no way they can't win 20, 10 games without schedule yeah. there's no way yeah um i was thinking 10 or 11 i was hoping 12 but i think that that might be too bold well, I mean, look, the one time where Howie Roseman had the drawing board completely clear was the 2016, I mean, excuse me, 2017 offseason before the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl. He had a rookie quarterback on, I mean, excuse me, he had a quarterback on a rookie contract who showed a lot of promise. They knew that was the guy and they built around him. If his commitment to Jalen Hurts that he made this offseason is as strong as the words made it sound. Hey, buddy, you're in the best position to put around your rookie quarterback on a rookie salary. You have a ton of cash space and three first-round draft picks. You're in a better position than you were before when you won the Super Bowl. So it's not impossible, Gio. It's really not. If Jalen Hurts can take the necessary steps that Carson Wentz took from his rookie year to his second year, and the Eagles and High Roseman especially builds this team with the assets that he's given the way he did in 2017, I don't know, man. That might be a 12-1 team right there, especially in the NFC. If if Russell Wilson gets traded, if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, 
you have Stafford and Dak at the top of this, you know, food group. That's it. That's it. That's the toughest quarterback she'll be going against in the NFC for now. Because, I mean, again, we got to see what happens with Russell Wilson. We got to see what happens with Rodgers. But uh, theoretically speaking, if they're gone, that's your competition is the best two quarterbacks in the NFC are Matthew Stafford and, and Dak Prescott. That's 12 wins, I think. You can get 12 wins out of the Eagles team in that conference for sure. But they have to make those necessary uh, improvements. And I know a lot of people are going to say quarterback has to be one of them, but I don't, I don't think it, I don't think you need to upgrade at quarterback. I think the Eagles will do their due diligence and they should, they should because Jalen Hurts has not established himself as a franchise quarterback yet. And regardless if it's Jalen Hurts or not, I don't care what the quarterback's name is. If you have not established yourself on the organization you play for as a franchise quarterback, that organization must do their due diligence and look around and investigate the quarterback market, whether it's the draft or the open market. So I do believe the Eagles will sniff around the Russell Wilson trade talks. I do believe that they'll meet with the top quarterback prospects in this draft. But I don't think it will impact Jalen Hurts starting for the Eagles next year at all. And if anything, hopefully it motivates him. Hopefully he's like, you know what? They don't think I did enough to prove I'm a franchise quarterback where they still have to have these conversations. Screw it. I'm going to go beast mode next year. This is going to be crazy. I mean, I don't know if you just saw this report. He called Devontae Smith after the Bengals beat the Chiefs and said, well, why can't we do that? Like He, he literally called Devontae Smith after that, after that Bengals Chiefs AFC Championship game, so that's us next. We can do that. If he believes that that's good, now go work on it. Now go improve your overall body of work to reach those goals because he has to. But for everybody wondering out there, for all the noise about the quarterback market, if anything, I think the Eagles draft a quarterback in the second or third round, or maybe fourth. Yeah. That's the only thing I see them doing, major quarterback headline wise. It's going to be Jalen Hurts' job next year, and they're going to rock, they're going to sink or swim with Jalen Hurts in 2022. Hopefully, they swim. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, man. Dude, thanks for having me. Like, what a great conversation this was. I know. The same conversations um, we have routinely on Morgan. <laughs> we just you know flip over to the podcast and just have the same here. Um, let me just give you a shout out real quick. So. As you are rebranding yeah. your show, the Gio, the Giovanni show, uh, Giovanni and I have been talking, and we want to get you know the listeners' feedback on this. Uh, what we think needs to happen next is Gio uploading his podcast to his Twitch channel. Um, the reason why we say his Twitch channel is because as he goes through this rebranding, we want everything to be focused on him. I think a lot of things since we started this podcast group, uh, whether it was my show with Ed, yours, or Kelly's, um, they always got, you know, people always looked at them as the same. Or, you know, a lot of people would say, I'm using you. Yeah. Silly, silly crap. But as we go into this new phase of you becoming the Giovanni show, we want to make it, you know, we want, I don't want to say we want to distance ourselves because I'm going to produce your podcast all the time, no matter what, but I want this to be more, you know, less Eagles unfiltered, more Giov the Giovanni show. So our idea is we are going to start putting Giovanni's podcast onto his Twitch channel, but 
in order to make this a success. And again, these are going to be pre-recording streams most of the time because the kids in school, come on. You know, I know, I know his summer is just coming up, but I mean, he'll do his live streams on Twitch when he plays video games and he'll communicate with the fans like he always does uh, when he has the time. But we're trying to do something a little bit different now and to put his podcast directly onto his Twitch platform. Now, they're still going to be on YouTube. They'll still be on our YouTube page and everything. But this is going to be like the first step of Giovanni becoming his own thing, you know, doing his own thing without being tied to anybody else. Um, and we're going to start that with his Twitch channel. So please, it's Bunny Rico 4 for your Twitch channel, right? I think so, yeah. All right. So please go out, go go on your Twitch right now, make a Twitch account if you don't have one, follow Bunny Rico 4. I'm not even going to ask you to subscribe yet. You'll subscribe after the first five minutes of it. <laughs> we'll wait we'll wait till then i'm just asking you to go follow it because he's going to start up uploading his pods onto his twitch stream and he really wants to you want to blow that up right i mean that's where that's your goal yeah. is to blow up your twitch this year so let's start you know as we go into this new phase of changing his show name and a rebranding let's show some love to his twitch channel because if you want for all those out there who question it if I benefit from Giovanni and all that stuff or who benefits from what he does, the answer is nobody. But if you want to do your own part in making it feel like I'm only supporting Giovanni and I'm not supporting Connor, I'm not supporting Ned, I'm not supporting Kelly, I'm not supporting Eagles Unfiltered, I completely understand. That's absolutely fine, especially since you know he's going to do all the NFL and he has a huge fan base in the, with the Colts and other areas of fans. Go to his Twitch channel, follow him on there, and watch his podcast on there because the views he gets on Twitch will be monetized, and he'll get money for that. So if you go view his Twitch streams and you go subscribe to his Twitch streams, all the money goes directly to him, and you don't have to worry about it being handled by anybody else. All the support, everything that you could possibly do for his show, you don't have to worry about my hands on it. You don't have to worry about Eagles Unfiltered's hands on it. It will be straight to Giovanni and his mother. Really, he really his mother because that's that's who his account's hooked up to the Twitch. But if you wanted, to, if that is what, because I do see. I mean, we get all that stuff online all the time. All the crap that we get online for this stuff. So I'm giving you guys all an option on the podcast right now. If you want to fully support Giovanni and everything he does, and you want nothing to do with what Eagles Unfiltered does or anything I do. I completely understand. That's fine. Your your option is to go to his Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash bunny, B-U-N-N-Y, Rico, R-I-C-O, four, the number four, and subscribe and follow his channel. And guess what? You just, you're, you're making his day, you're making him money, and you're supporting Giovanni and everything he does. So we would greatly appreciate that. That's what we're going to roll out soon. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to our show. Thank you, guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.